The thing about the home and auto bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the home and auto bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the home and auto bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with a ring-tailed lemur from Progressive or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the home and auto bundle. <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hey guys, once again it's time for this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. Now I know some of you all are pretty upset because there's no Formula 1 this weekend, but guys don't worry, we're here and the podcast is here to sort you guys out. Yes, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast and these days, much like lots of other days, we just love recording our podcast so much that we just end up being in the studio whenever we find interesting stories to talk about so you'll actually find us popping up uh, in your podcast app uh, twice a week sometimes <laughs> you guys are welcome the more the merrier i guess kunal indeed yes <laughs> and also <laughs> by the way thank you so much for recommending hub hopper to me last week i really like the app and the interface thank you yes uh, i had sudeep writing in uh, to me as well so about hub hopper it is india's very own podcast app It has a large directory comprising of thousands of unique shows and stories from every imaginable genre and uh, you can definitely listen to the Inside Line F1 podcast on Hub Hopper and that's like H U B H O P P E R on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Guys, I've been using it since last week and I really like it. So here's my recommendation to all our listeners. You know the drill guys, download, use, review, share. <laughs> and also given my love for travel, I would absolutely recommend the Musafir stories for all of y'all eager to hear a podcast that's about travel. In addition to the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast, <laughs> of course. So I am going to start this episode by talking about Nico Rosberg. Big- We talk about Nico Rosberg still on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> he has uh, done a lot to keep himself relevant and now he has actually started his own podcast as well. It's called Beyond uh, Victory. So there's Beyond the Grid uh, which is by Formula 1 and uh, now there is Beyond Victory by Nico Rosberg. And I imagine that if Kimi Raikkonen were to start his own podcast which I doubt that he ever will. Uh, I think Raikkonen would call it like beyond Formula One or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. So Kunal, are you ready to get me talking about Kimi Raikkonen already, Kunal? This well, early in the episode. <laughs> well, no, not just yet. But here's welcoming Nico Rosberg to the world of podcasts, and here's also wishing him all the best. Uh, because uh, Nico and Formula One having their own podcasts is certainly increasing the size of the podcast pie for all of us. I actually remember that Nico Rosberg was the first driver to appear to join us on the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. Dukunal, this was way back. This was when I was still a listener, so I wasn't <laughs> still on the podcast. So Nico Rosberg was on this podcast before me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he actually was. This was during the inaugural Indian Grand Prix in 2011. and my co-host back then rishi kapoor uh, was uh, was the one who had interviewed him so 
Good memory, Mitzila. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and also, hats off to Nico Rosberg for admitting that he's a Lewis Hamilton fan, and this is despite their toxic rivalry and you know cap throwing at each other and all of that <laughs> nonsense. Or maybe Kunal, he just knows that you know for his media and content to do well, he's got to just preach Hamilton, and that's just one way of winning scores of listeners and viewers and all of that. Ouch! And to make sure that his website doesn't get hacked. <laughs> You are just being very blunt today, but okay. So on to your favorite topic, which is uh, Kimi Raikkonen. There are oh, just finally <laughs> there are just so many rumors surrounding his career. So we will not add to any of those rumors because I don't think that's fair. Let's just wait for Ferrari and uh, Raikkonen and Sauber and Leclerc to sort things out. But frankly, if you ask me, I sort of knew this would happen because all along, especially during Kimi's second stint at Ferrari. You know, people have been asking for Raikkonen to be replaced ever since. You know, he's not performed, he's not been competing with Alonso and then Vettel, etc., etc., or, or he's not been as competitive. Uh, and now, just when there are such strong rumors that Ferrari might actually replace him, everyone is going nuts about how and why he shouldn't be replaced. Obviously, and guys, <laughs> I don't know if y'all have seen this, but there's also this online petition urging Arriva Ben to retain Kimi Raikkonen. Now, obviously, <laughs> that petition has like zero impact on anything Ferrari does. But obviously, I signed the petition because there's nothing else I can do. <laughs> but uh, I think all of y'all know by now that I am like a hardcore Kimi Raikkonen fan. And I pretty much cried when Hamilton overtook Raikkonen for the lead at Monza. I so wanted to see him on the top step of a podium, of the podium. Oh, <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen gets me all like worked up. But yeah. <laughs> well, uh, people have been saying that uh, Raikkonen's performances in 2018 merit a renewal. And if you ask me, I somewhat disagree. I mean, yes, Raikkonen has been quicker in 2018 than he has been in the previous few seasons. And there is actually no doubt about that. But let's also remember, he's made several errors, especially in qualifying. And just that our focus has been just so much on Sebastian Vettel and his uh, title challenge that we tend to oversee Kimi Raikkonen's mistakes. I mean, that said, even Sebastian Vettel has made mistakes and a lot of them this season. Yeah, and still Ferrari is obviously going to retain Sebastian Vettel. And I wonder sometimes if they'll ever let him go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Kunal, you know, talking of this whole Ferrari uh, discussion, I find a bit of a flaw in the timeline because the rumours keep talking about how Sergio Marcioni signed Leclerc before he passed away. And I did a bit of research on that. So Marcioni's last public appearance or visit was end of June. And, you know, by then we were, say, eight or nine races into the Formula One calendar. And we all know that Charles Leclerc had struggled for the first, say, four races of the season. Uh, so I'm really surprised if we know that Marcioni made his decision to, um, you know, bump up Leclerc in just, what, four or five races that he was doing well? It just seems very weird. Yes, so for all those who don't know, Mithila's background has been journalism and that's exactly what <laughs> she's done to come up with this point. And it actually seems true to me. I mean, you know, Marcioni might want to bump up Charles Leclerc within just of those four or five races you mentioned. But would it mean to a Haas or would it mean to a Ferrari? Uh, you know, it just seems more logical, giving Leclerc more time to, to groom in. And and let's remember, you know, Leclerc is a, a Ferrari driver. Sauber is a Ferrari customer. 
And the rumors that were doing the round said that despite Ferrari wanting to retain Raikkonen, they were unable to do so because of, you know, Marcioni having already signed Leclerc, uh, uh, you know, to drive for Ferrari. But this also doesn't make the cut for me because this is Formula One. And, you know, we've long seen that driver contracts are actually a piece of paper at best. Yeah, we should just ask here to Wandergaard about that. <laughs> frankly, well, to, to be, I'm glad you mentioned because he had his issues with Sauber as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> but Kunal, frankly, I don't think I'm ready to handle a Kimi Raikkonen retirement. He's been around ever since I started watching Formula One. So, yeah, for nothing else, you know, for that fact, he should stay. <laughs> <laughs> I would wish for Kimi Raikkonen to stay as well, but also... With this whole thing that, uh, you know, Leclerc probably needs much more time to groom himself. And let's not be in a hurry. I mean, you know, ever since Red Bull Racing promoted Max Verstappen to, uh, you know, to the Red Bull Racing team from Toro Rosso, it seems that everyone's in a hurry to put like a really young driver in the car and, you know, put all the pressure on the driver to win races and championships. And just see how many rookie mistakes Verstappen is still making in Red Bull Racing. And... Guys, remember, this is not my judgment. This is exactly what Christian Horner said. So I would rather that Leclerc, uh, you know, wait for his drive for Ferrari and arrive at Ferrari when he is absolutely ready for it. Because I could also ask the question, is Sebastian Vettel ready to be racing for Ferrari? (laughs) But, you know, Kunal, since we're speaking so much of Kimi Raikkonen's retirement, I think that, you know, when and when his time comes for, you know, beyond Formula One and all of that, <laughs> I think Kimi Raikkonen should be precedent. Or, you know, in this case, since he's played the number two driver role so well, I'm just going to go out and say it. Kimi Raikkonen for vice president. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we know after seeing Donald Trump that you don't really need qualifications to be president (laughs) or whatever. So vice president, no problem for Mr. Raikkonen. And I feel Kimi Raikkonen (laughs) would be able to pronounce the word anonymous. Better than Donald Trump. but <laughs> <laughs> Or imagine him at like press conferences, you know, like when he wants to diplomatically sidestep. <laughs> but, you know, on the driver problem for 2019, it's just so disheartening on so many counts. How can it be so hard for Esteban Ocon to find a cockpit for himself next season? So strange. Yes, but I'll tell you what I feel is happening. So... I see it as McLaren and Red Bull Racing playing political games back with Ferrari and Mercedes. And now let's remember, when McLaren and Red Bull Racing wanted competitive engines, Ferrari and Mercedes refused on grounds that we all know. And now when uh, Mercedes wants to place Ocon, who you know, who's their junior driver in one of the McLarens or Toro Rosso cars, we know why. He is being refused to drive. It is it is karma coming to bite Mercedes back. <laughs> unfortunately, Ocon is the the you know the victim. <laughs> but Kunal, unfortunately, I'm going to be that annoying person on this podcast going Raikkonen, Raikkonen, Raikkonen every third sentence. So here's Raikkonen again. Kunal, I'm wondering how can they not re-sign Kimi Raikkonen <laughs> because he's become so popular on social media as well. You know, he's on Instagram and Sebastian Vettel doesn't even have that. (laughs) So the only Ferrari driver on Instagram. (laughs) Well, let's just pray that Kimi Raikkonen doesn't quit Instagram as well. That would be more disappointing than anything else. But okay, so moving on. The 2019 calendar was announced a few days ago. 
there are 21 races again so that's great news uh germany remains on the calendar and this means there are no new additions right and interestingly my notes um, you know remind me that mercedes and honda are actually going to sponsor their home grand prix uh it, this means uh, basically the german grand prix and the japanese grand prix and this makes me wonder if liberty media is struggling to find sponsors for formula 1 Listen I'm just glad that Liberty Media isn't asking drivers to sponsor Grand Prix. I'm just imagining uh, Fernando Alonso sponsoring the Spanish Grand Prix when he's no longer <laughs> driving in the sport. Or you know can you imagine Sebastian Vettel sponsoring the German Grand Prix? <laughs> <laughs> And then imagine him crashing out from the lead. <laughs> I think we are just evil but <laughs> and then Lewis Hamilton will have to choose between you know the American <laughs> the US Grand Prix or uh, the British Grand Prix we are so evil I'm going to stop <laughs> Well in which case the Strolls could then just sponsor all of Formula 1 you know we'll call it the Stroll Formula 1 World Championship and that could be the only way Lance Stroll could win a Formula 1 World Championship. But frankly, I think Zac Brown should come to Formula 1's rescue. He anyway claims that McLaren have added more sponsors than anyone else, blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> And since we are on Zac Brown, I think the best thing that's happened to Stoffel Vandoorn is that now he is out of McLaren. I mean, uh look at how Kevin Magnussen and Sergio Perez's careers have, you know, shaped ever since they have left McLaren. So let's hope that Van Dorn goes the same way as well and he really deserves a second shot. And Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz a brand new driver lineup for McLaren. But you know Kunal I'm honestly like really hoping that they're able to build a car that doesn't ruin the careers of two more fine drivers. Quite the reputation that they've acquired. <laughs> But I have to call out Carlos Sainz Jr. You know he's actually gone about backing Danny Kvyat's return to Formula 1. Now it takes guts. and i think you know the fact that signs is no longer a part of the red bull camp allows him to take sides and it's good to see drivers support each other yeah since we're talking about the driver changes let's remember a lot of these changes have been triggered eventually by two drivers Daniel Ricardo and of, of course Lance Stroll yeah. <laughs> should i say Lawrence Stroll i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well i would agree so you know because alonso leaving formula 1 might not have made as big an impact that's true and formula 1 has to find a way to reward talent over money especially because the sport has such high capital costs in uh, which case let's uh, also be thankful that mclaren didn't succumb to typical midfield mid midfield team pressures you know that of hiring pay drivers <laughs> i think they'll take offense to midfield but kunal do you think they would have approached a certain pastor maldonado for a drive at mclaren because i think they've approached like everyone <laughs> everyone <laughs> well at the italian grand prix last weekend daniel ricardo played his italian origin cards to perfection he said that if the tifosi was asked to vote he would have been a ferrari driver by now so clever na <laughs> <laughs> and if the tifosi were also put to what ferrari would never quit formula 1 because you know the tifosi exist because ferrari exists in formula 1 etc etc but which actually reminds me that the new president of ferrari a gentleman whose name i do not remember right now 
has actually backtracked on all of Ferrari's quit threats. <laughs> Yay, thank you so much, Mr. President. And, you know, Kunal, that, that just makes sense because this podcast is all about presidents and vice presidents. <laughs> and <laughs> Max Verstappen has said that Renault's engine is one second off the pace. And I'm not sure where he's got these numbers from. But there's also reports that if in case Honda do not perform, Verstappen will be in a position to leave basis is contract you know the whole performance clause as they call it mm, but i think the bigger question here is who would allow max verstappen to be their teammate lewis hamilton or sebastian vettel which reminds me i think bernie ecclestone answered this question on nico rosberg's podcast but irrespective you know uh, like i've said this before vettel's ability to deliver a championship to ferrari this year will dictate, uh, you know, far more office powers within Ferrari in the coming year. So let's see which way that goes. And by now, all of us know the math guy, Sebastian Vettel is 30 points down on Lewis Hamilton. Seven races to go. And another stat that we all know that with seven races left last year, Hamilton actually led Vettel by three points. But this year, Ferrari has the fastest car and Hamilton leads by 30 points. Where did it all go so wrong? You know, my concern more is not the number 30, but the number 7. I can't imagine that 2018 is almost coming to an end. Ouch. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> okay, so Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton aside, uh, you know, Force India would have actually been fourth in the Constructors' Championship had they kept all their points from earlier in the season. Yeah, and I was also reading Gunther Steiner's statements on Force India's prize money status. And he himself said that it was way too confusing for him to know what was actually happening. So, I mean, not just the rules and regulations, but even the finances of Formula One is confusing. And imagine uh, you know, how confusing it is if a team boss himself is saying so as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kunal, another driver that I also really wish to talk about is Valtteri Bottas. Because, you know, no one's talking about him. Uh, guy. Other, other than Toto Wolff, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And strangely enough, he's yet to win a race this season. And obviously, I know he's had some bad luck in the first half. But winning a race in the second half of the season is only going to get tougher. Or like Bota said, the only way he can win a race in the second half of the season is actually if Lewis wraps up the driver's title. I wonder which of the Finns is going to win a race first this season, Kimi or Botas. Or could be neither. But, <laughs> but, but since we're talking of Botas, I think Max Verstappen was a bit harsh on Botas when he said that Vettel or Hamilton would have overtaken him quicker at Monza. I mean... You know, Max Verstappen is phenomenal and I know we've got a ton of Dutch listeners as well. But, you know, Verstappen somehow has this air around him that expresses something like, oh, you know, you can't overtake me. And that has often gotten him into trouble. And let me also put it this way, that if Vettel or Hamilton were to overtake Verstappen, they would have been ready to play dirty. So let's not call Botas out for trying to be all clean and gentlemanly like pretty much all Finns I know are. Yeah, yeah. And since we're speaking of Spins again, Kimi Raikkonen, Kunal, I, <laughs> I'm so annoying. I'm sorry, guys. But I really think that Kimi Raikkonen has been the better Ferrari driver, especially when it comes to tackling Lewis Hamilton. I literally had goosebumps when I saw Raikkonen retake the lead from Hamilton in Monza, you know? Wow. I knew that you would bring that up at least 
once this episode. <laughs> Kunal, haven't you realized that my strategy is everything you say, I just bring Kimi Raikkonen up again. Yeah, but I have to say that that move of Kimi Raikkonen's was brilliant. I mean, we said it last week, we're saying it this week. But this week, section of the What Wolf said, uh, What Toto Wolf said, do you, what do you have in your notes, Mithila? Okay, so uh, Kunal, Toto Wolf said that Mercedes would turn their factories upside down to beat Ferrari. <laughs> I think he just comes up with a superlative statement every other week to show how hard Mercedes would work to beat Ferrari. And also, obviously, to give us content for this section, because otherwise there will be no what Toto Wolf said this week's section. And that would suck. But, you know, it's strange that Wolf thinks that we all need convincing of how hard Mercedes are working to beat Ferrari. But... Talking of upside down, I'm just remembered uh, by Michael Schumacher's television ad where he drove a Mercedes upside down through the tunnel. So, I mean, you guys know what, you know, commercial I'm talking of, which <laughs> reminds me, I need to mention uh, Mick Schumacher because he is going all guns blazing in the European Formula 3 Championship. He is just three points down after this weekend's race. And I think he won all the three races. So he's three points down on the current leader, Dan Tictum, the, the, the driver, the Red Bull driver, who uh, could be in the, you know, the Toro Rosso next season. So I now wonder if there's a rush between Ferrari, Mercedes and even Red Bull Racing to sign up Mick Schumacher. And we need to, you know, we need to applaud the remarkable turnaround he's had this season. Yeah, it's so great that his speed is as delightful as his surname. And I really can't <laughs> wait to see what he's going to do. But Kunal, back to my what Toto Wolf said this week section. Toto Wolf also said that Mercedes would need to rethink the junior driver program if Esteban Ocon is unable to get a seat in 2019. And this actually makes sense. Because if Ocon goes the Pascal Wehrlein way for no fault of his own... That's ah. something to think about. Yes, and I think this is also where Mercedes are still learning the roots of managing their network of teams in the paddock. You know, something Ferrari have been historically good at doing because it would be a shame if Mercedes uh, shut down their junior driver program. And uh, this is also, you know, why Toto Wolff has said that top teams should be allowed to run three-car teams for inexperienced or junior drivers. And anyway, we leave that point for discussion in our next episode. And finally, I'm going to end with something quite crazy, Kunal. A drivable Lego version of the Bugatti Chiron is available for purchase. And A, we must look check that out. <laughs> and B, how long before they release a drivable Lego version of a Formula One car? Minus the halo, I hope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, what about safety, Kunal? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a drivable Lego version of a Formula One car. So I'm assume, assuming it would be used only on the roads. And, you know... That's like controlled speeds, etc. and all of that. So maybe without the halo is... Yeah, can you imagine what would happen if Max Verstappen had a drivable Lego version of his Red Bull racing car at his disposal in an actual Formula One race? <laughs> that would be a crazy Red Bull racing gimmick though, huh? For marketing. Trust them to pull it off, if, yeah. if at all. But... Yeah. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we have the Singapore Grand Prix next weekend, but we will definitely have an episode between this and Singapore. So remember to check back on all our channels. Adios.
It's Sierra, new ambassador for WW, Weight Watchers Reimagined. The new MyWW Plus, our most holistic program ever, helps you tackle the many elements that contribute to weight loss, with tools to plan meals and get you moving. Join today with a limited time offer at WW.com. 